The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 5, 2019, live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is episode 495 as we begin the countdown to episode 500. Today, we're going all the way back to the first cigars we ever smoked. First cigars you ever smoked and the first cigars that some of the cigar manufacturers, makers of the cigars, ever smoked. What started our infatuation with cigars? We'll talk about that and the winner of the first job contest that we talked about in the past couple episodes. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Welcome back from your vacation. Thanks. I do have a couple of bones to pick with uh, the two of you. With the of episode? Course. You could ever be complimentary. Uh, not necessarily with the episode, but what was with the graphic that was shared on social media? A picture of me as a baby with... Of today's episode, uh, ribbons. I, I we call that the thumbnail. That was epic. I purposely picked the, the thumbnail. Pink, uh, baby, I even had a nice tattoo on your thigh, but we thought it was a little too much, and we removed. We the thought it was a little too much, <laughs> yeah. or Dave said, "Take Dave, that down right now." Dave I, said, "Remove the silhouette." <laughs> silhouette of two men dancing. Where did you find that first? How did you make that? On uh, Facebook page. I took uh, two separate graphics and put them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We so go. we know he has nothing to do. While he's at work, no, no, supposedly at, adding to the detail of yeah. Of when I'm not show. bullying somebody, you know, that's what I do. Work, you know. Follow me on Facebook. All right, so let's light up a cigar and let's get to it. We got the whole band back together. So, what band? What cigar are we smoking, Barry? Well, today is the Sereno 20th anniversary Maduro Bellicoso, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Sereno Cigars. The cigar we're about to light up is five and a half by fifty-two. It features an Ecuador Habano 2000 wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $10.19, while a box of 20 is $179.99, which is a savings of almost $18, or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Rum raisin. Right, right on the smell. Rum raisin. Rum raisin on Rum the raisin. I'm going to have to say, I think there's almonds in there. There was, there was not one cricket last week. I got, I got almonds, too. You're, you're out of practice. You took a week Barry off. Freaking rum raisin. No. <laughs> That's his maiden name. That is his maiden name. That, <laughs> it's time to that give makes our, me feel good, though. <laughs> it's time to give our cigar a cut. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. 
So part of the care package, if you want to be part of the care package, go to thecigarauthority.com and sign up. $24.99 includes four cigars per month. Uh, or you can go to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime for $29.99 a month and get the fifth cigar, includes shipping, and you get it every single month. You'll get the cigars we're going to smoke on the show and smoke along with us. You can quit any time, but you won't because it's a tr- sensational deal. It is yeah. pretty good. As this lighter is. This lighter is ridiculous. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo <coughs> Falcon. The Vertigo Falcon... Where am I? I'm right there. The Vertigo Falcon features a flip top, a single action, I'm sorry, a single push button for one flame, easy adjustment at the bottom, and the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. The Vertigo Falcon retails for $9.99. This will fit right in your coin pocket. It does. In your jeans. I have one of those. I, I think you're out of practice. You either moved or swiveled since I set the camera view. Yeah, whatever. And so I think your vacations are me. affecting your job performance. But, which I was here on the show last week anyways because you each took turns being me. Well, I got, like, I got to think, like, he might be swiveling and all that because he might still be sore. He went to a family reunion, yet there's no <laughs> pictures of a family reunion on your Facebook God, timeline. There's no family reunion. I think he went for an adedictomy. <laughs> Just saying. <sighs> Or subtract. <laughs> subtract. There were no pictures of the family reunion on my Facebook page because we started a family group so that people Good. who don't like having their picture on the interwebs can feel it, it is more I'm, private. I'm going with my conspiracy theory. I, I can like add you to the group if you want, but you'll regret it. Right. It's all right. All right. So believe it or not, we've been doing this for 495 episodes. <laughs> this ridiculous thing. Um, April 3rd, 2010. Will be uh, was the first episode. Episode 500 will be on November 9th, and the all important episode 501, which will be breaking the record of the holder that is out there that stopped at 500, that did not decide to go one extra just in case the cigar authority was cramming up on him years later. We could have just done 502. Yeah, Ah, the goal is just to do one more than what he does. I'm happy six more were done. Yeah, you're done. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, well, I'll, I'll say here and now, um, there's another milestone coming up, which would be April 4th. And that would be the 10-year anniversary of the Cigar Authority. And if it's okay with you, I think we make the decision now to at least go to the 10-year anniversary. I think we the should next wait until episode 501 to make that call. I mean, Barry's kind of turning into a dick. Yeah, so we may want to go uh, stop at 501. We're going 501 at least. I don't know if there's any record of 10 years or anything like that. Like the guys that did 500, did, did it take them longer than 10 years? Probably, because we never missed an episode. That's another thing. Yeah, I don't know. 500 episodes, not one missed episode. Every single Saturday, without a doubt, sometimes he didn't show up, but the show continued. No matter what, the show continued. You've missed? Twice. You got sick? It's more than twice. I had pneumonia. It's more than twice. It's at least three. Yeah. It's at least three. You've missed two this year alone for a family reunion, Jonathan. Yeah. Family what are you? Our secretary? You can keep track of? Score. This is kind of fuller body than I remember. Well, this particular size. That's different. 
This, this is the be- this is the Bellicosa, which we're all smoking. Yep. This is on the care package. On the care package, thousand people smoking. This one's a little less sweet than the Sublime size, which is a similar ring gauge. The Sublime is my favorite one that they that they put out. And this is Tony Serino's favorite size. Yeah. Well, that's okay. He could be wrong about his own cigars. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room says that they missed your input last week. The show's already enhanced because you're being roasted. Terrific. I was roasted the whole friggin' show last week. My favorite one, though, of all the things, if, if it's okay if I say this. Yeah. Uh, walnut shell scrapings and ah. Pop-Tart dough, and that was Gary we, the Barista. Gary the Barista. Coming up with that. Pretty good, right? Very good. I laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little coffee came out of my nose. Uh, it was very good. Were you listening live, or are you listening? No, no, no. I had to listen afterwards. Yeah. The thing was going on. Um, no, Gary did pretty good. He did? Uh, a little quieter than he usually is, but um, he pulled a uh, what we like like to call a Mister Jonathan today. That he isn't here right now. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? He pulled a Mister Jonathan, was what we call it. I just don't show up at all. He was here for a little while. Yeah, he was here and he's gone. <laughs> and he said he'll be back. And right. I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about the challenge? Uh, the Chippendale thing? Yes, Chippendale. I was yelling at the radio. I know it's a podcast, but I played through my radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'll friggin' do it. And then right as soon as I said that, you go, all right, Mr. J, I know you'd do this, but yeah. it's not up for grabs. It was perfect. Like I was, was shocked here. Exactly. There's something you would do, and that's why I saved it for the head. That was $100 to, we, we have the meatball event coming up in January. I think uh, sometime in January. We'll have the Mid, information next week. Um, we'll tell you how you can actually get in on it <coughs> next week. Um, uh, it'll probably be two weeks. Cause can, we on ship, vacation. can we ship? Can we ship meatballs? Ed. Ah. So it'll be two weeks. Oh, my Could God. the no. meatball be the fifth cigar in Care Package Prime? There is a extra cigar that will only be available at the meatball event. It's made for the meatball event. It was actually a product that will be sold, not a sold, given away once and never again at the meatball event. By Steve wow. Saka, the winner of the meatball. Yeah, I don't care about that at all. All no. I care about well, is can, why would you? It's a cigar can we on a cigar show. A meatball. Can we ship a meatball? Is that is, is that possible? Could that be the care package prime? Did you get the meatball? You get the a meatball. meatball. <laughs> the winner's meatball. No, it'd be too many meatballs. Plus, I'm surprised. I thought you just said meatball, so you could say a thousand people have your balls in their mouth. Uh, I've been cock blocked from this year's meatball. Yeah, you came dead last last year, so you automatically eliminated The whole event was set up to celebrate my birthday. That's the only reason we did the event. So I should be in it every year, and it should be on or around my birthday. But no, other people get involved. Nobody remembers that it was your birthday. Yeah. Now it's not your birthday anymore. It's not on that day. You've been totally eliminated out of it. You're not part of it. uh, You'll just work the event. He's a loser. And complain. Yeah, you're a loser. And so are we. All of us. We're losers. So we're going to bring on uh, people that... You don't have to clap for the fact that yes. I'm a loser, Nelson. Yes. That's, it's rude. See, I'm, I'm going to go on record saying that I was actually a winner because I think you all thought my meatball was going to suck. Yes, we did. We did. We had meetings about it. No, we thought you weren't even going to show up with a meatball. Uh, no, I, once huh? I commit to something, I commit to something. I thought you were going to just add just a like binding the agent to dog food. 45 pounds. What is it? I said, just like I committed to the weight loss thing, 45 pounds. Once I commit to something, I'm all in. What's interesting about Barry is unlike the normal person that would just put their thumbs in the front of their pants and pull their <laughs> their pants out and go, look at how much weight I've lost, 
he jammed both of his arms down the front of his pants. And I'm like, you, you didn't need to do that. You could have just thumbed it. He's like, no, nah, doesn't this show it way better? And I'm like, no. It kind of does. It's disturbing, but it shows it better. It was disturbing. Yeah. And erotic. <laughs> and erotic for you. For you. Now when I'm home watching porn, I don't even have to take my pants off. Oh, God. <laughs> Now that I have that in my spank bank, neither do I. Thank God we have only six episodes left. Because <laughs> this is coming to a creeching halt here. So what do you think of Sereno? This is the XX Medora. Right, which is the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, it's a great cigar. It always was a great cigar. I remember going to the trade show and the cigar was there and smoking it. I've known Tony for a lot of years of making lower-priced Unbelievable value cigars, low price, different company. And he comes out with the Sereno, and this was the first one. And uh, I said, uh, come on, I want you to try it. I want you to try it. I want to get it in your store. And I, I lit it up, and I said, wow. I was shocked. Like trying your meatball and expecting that it wasn't going to be very good. I smoked this, and I thought it was going to be like a bundle brand or something like that. First off, I looked at the packaging. Then when I lit the cigar up, it's unbelievable. What's the name of the factory that does this? Uh, Jonathan, uh, Corona, El, uh, La Corona, El Corona, La Corona. Yeah, I didn't know. What is it, Juan Alisman or something like that? Aliman, something Aliman. Omar Aliman. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he handles the La Corona factory in Cuba and he handles a factory that has the same exact name in Nicaragua. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. What's interesting about this cigar flavor wise is it is. Hershey's milk chocolate without the no. chocolate component. So imagine the all the creaminess from the chocolate no, bar. You're trying to do a Gary Marino right well, now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm off the show for one day and it becomes someone else's bit? I don't think so. Tastes like Jonathan, I would be with you if it was Hershey's with almonds and you take all the chocolate away. No, there's no almonds at all. No. And it is the La Corona factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Yeah. Which I've never got to see. Next time I go there, I'm going to definitely uh, see what it's about. I don't know about you and your almonds, Ed Sullivan. It's uh, it's up there in strength, though. This is going to be an 8 out of 10 here. It feels stronger uh, than, the, uh, seven than the other point, sizes. 7.8. Yeah, it's an 8. <laughs> I'm with Ed Sullivan. I'm mid-7s, maybe. Maybe Seven. Rudy in the chat room says that uh, 10th anniversary isn't prestigious enough that it needs to be the 25th. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't got that kind of years left, just so you know. If you, if you haven't noticed, there's no way that's well, going to happen. Well, you're, you're doing a great job with your diet, too. You had uh, Gianna's birthday. Yeah. You made pizza. And you I didn't made even a lot eat of pizzas. Pizza. Didn't even taste it. Hmm. The toughest thing I've ever done in my life. Now, when he, the first thing he told me this morning was we had this unbelievable birthday cake and I didn't have the birthday cake. And I'm like, you don't eat birthday cake. He doesn't like I sweets. I eat birthday cake. Yeah, you eat it, but I, you don't like it. He doesn't enjoy it. So I'm like, he's setting me up. So. He's setting me up so that he can justify the fact that he ate the pizza. That's going to be the next thing yeah. that he says. And he goes, I made so many pizzas. Must have been 12 pizzas. Each one was a different one. I got no hair on my knuckles. And I go, how many pizzas did you eat? Nothing. Not a, no slice, not a bite, not a slice. That's the thing I'm most proud of. He, Jerry Goldenson, by the way, is proud of you too. He had yeah. a piece of cheese like a mouse. Happy yeah. anniversary to Jerry, by the way. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Jerry. Yeah. Good man. He is a good man. Um, all right. What do you say? Let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to get to it. Um, all the firsts 
in the cigar industry. The first cigar they ever smoked, the first cigar we ever smoked, the first cigar some of our listeners and viewers first ever smoked. Barry must have all that information. I got a nice letter from somebody that I'd like to share. Okay. Uh, And what started their cigar infatuation? Was it their first cigar? We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 
6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Look at the drop Ed Sullivan throws in. He's right on top of his game here, Ed Sullivan. We're back with episode number 495 on the way to 501 at least. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're talking now about the first cigars we ever smoked. What was your first cigar that you ever smoked? And what cigar gave you the infatuation was that the first cigar that you were infatuated by that let's start with ed sullivan we're going to go with you first all right i was not infatuated with it but the first cigar i ever smoked was a garcia vega mm. back Not in high school the, the nice one with the brown tube the fancy one <laughs> exactly <laughs> the plastic tube the plastic tube because oh. the other ones just came in just a cellophane but that right. was the fancy one well, in the tube i'm worth it you yeah know? did you get a three pack or did you buy a single cigar? no no three pack, three pack. Uh, you know, fancy. out with the buddies drinking some beer and and, and what year you think I'll tell you. In the 19... year 2000? No, 1977, I would say. Wow. AD. AD. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, are, you are the old guy. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Dave's older than he is, by the way. Yeah. And right around, well, let me let me jump into me because it was right around the same year, I would say maybe 78. Year I was born, so 41 years you've been a cigar smoker. It could smoker. have been in 77, and I went into a liquor store, and it drinking age was 18. I was 17, and I bought a couple of six-packs of beer with my fake ID, and so that I was showing that I was a real man. Then I said, give me one of those three packs of Garcia Vega in the brown tube because I was a fancy pants too. And I got that. And I remember bringing the beers back to my buddies and stuff. And they're like, what do you get cigars for? And I says, I don't know. I thought I'd, I'd get cigars on me. <laughs> I was really on. trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was part of it. And no, I was not infatuated with it. I didn't like it. What kind of beer? Schaefer? No, I would even buy fancy beer. Really? That I just wouldn't like buy. Uh, Lowenbrow or something. Yeah, St. Pauli Girl, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Or something uh, something like that. So, uh, And that, that was not my thing that brought me to uh, great cigars. Uh, my first, let's call it real cigar or premium cigar, was a Macanudo. Mm -hmm. And in the day, this was um, when Macanudo was um, Jamaican. Jamaican handmade, and it was a very, very good cigar. I'm not taking anything away from it. It was a different cigar than it is now today, but um, very mild. Yeah, but people looked at that cigar as a very premium cigar, almost like they would look at Davidoff today. Was Macanudo? What are you trying to do here? You're showing off or whatever, right? You would not get it in a convenience store. You would not get it in a drugstore. Drugstore cigars, by the way. Drugstores, liquor stores carried cigars, and they were lower end. And then you go into a cigar store, and they'd have Macanudo. Now it's probably the opposite. You go into uh, a liquor store, a drugstore, they have Macanudo, yep. and you know it's the opposite. So, uh, all right, let's go to you, Mister J. What would you like? Uh, I believe I bought my first cigar from you personally. You sold it to me across the street. Were you of age? I was of age. It was the day I turned eighteen. I walked in and said, today's my birthday. I'm 18. Everybody clapped. On your 18th birthday. And I said, I've never smoked a cigar before. What should I get? And I believe that you got me an LFD. I waited on you. You personally. Yeah. I believe it was LFD Alcalde. I believe that was the first cigar. And we get up to the register. But you don't remember it. I don't. Yeah. No, it just, I yeah, never just, had a cigar before. Okay. So I didn't even know what my grandfather <clears throat> smoked. And so we get up to the register and you say, that'll be $5 or whatever. I go, oh, I got one for my friend too, who was waiting in the car. He underage. was 17. Here we are. You're so underage friend. Bra breaking the law right away. Yeah. And you go, okay, that'll be $10 or whatever the price was. And I go, dude, what the F? And you go, what's wrong? I go, you're supposed to ask me for my ID. All right, kid. Hand it over. And then you made a big deal about it. Showed it to everybody in the store. He's oh, 18. It's his birthday. Yeah, you want to More cheering. <coughs> and then uh, that was it. And what you, would you do? You went out in the car and smoked it? or you do? We went out in the car. We lit up. And we drove because we couldn't go back to his house in Kingston smelling like Did a I cigar. Did I sell you a lighter and a cutter? Uh, you must have because yeah. I didn't have a lighter and a All cutter. Right. Uh, so we end up driving up 495. Bet your ass I did. <laughs> you bet your ass I did. It wasn't no ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna. The plan was to cruise the strip to uh, the beach and smoke cigars with the windows open and play Shaggy's Mister Boombastic. That was <laughs> that was that was the song that we were we were hooked on. And as we're driving down the strip, he goes, 
I, I have to pull over. And I'm like, well, what the hell are you pulling over for? I just got to pull over. And he pulls over and he goes around the back of the truck and he throws up. From, from smoking it? He'd been inhaling. Uh, thinking it was a joint or something. I don't know. Do you so, remember his name? Yeah. He's my best friend since the third grade. And he's still your friend? He's still my friend. <laughs> Does he smoke cigars? I'm not going to say his name because he, he may watch this on Facebook and I'm not blowing up his spot. <laughs> does but he no, have, he bar- does barely. Does anything to do with the ribbon story? Barely, barely smoke cigars. No, the ribbon story is not real. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if it was real, was that him? No. No? Okay. So <laughs> the reason that I got into cigars was the two people that stuck out in my life. My grandfather smoked cigars always, six to eight a day. And Hannibal Smith on the A-team would light a cigar up when the plan came together. And I always thought that was the coolest thing. So that first cigar was good, but all the cigars I had probably for the next year were terrible. They were drugstore cigars. And I just, I'm like, why do people like this? Let me go back to the place where I liked it. And that's how it ended up happening. Yeah. You have any regrets about being nice to him as a customer? <laughs> that he, wound he wasn't up- all that nice. He was kind of a dick when <laughs> I was like, hey, around can you check my here? ID? I don't remember you at all over there. But when we moved over to this store, I remember you coming in as a customer because you were a disc jockey. Yep. You come in and we talk vinyl and disc jockey stuff and all that. And So my first box I bought in this store, and that was that 40-count El Baton. I still have two or three left from the really? first box. My first box I ever bought at an event. Which is a dark cigar. You bought a... Yeah. Chocolatey. It was good. Um, my first cigar Nicaragua. I ever bought by the box at an event was Hammer and Sickle Tradition. I bought it from Eric Hansen. I have video of that. Yes, you do. I have video of you coming in and buying that. Uh, my first sample. I, did, I, I just I went through all my first that all I could possibly right. so think of all sample? week long. My very first sample for you, helping you work on a blend. Really? Was Cartel. Remember that? Yeah. All Colombian tobacco. Yes. And it was freaking phenomenal. It never made it. But I believe that that cigar being out is what spawned one of the Facebook groups out there. Really? Cigar. The Cigar. Cartel. Cartel. From that, no way. I'm not buying that. All right. Um, Dave, there's an important comment on Facebook that I think should be shared. Do it. It's from uh, Brandon McGurk, or McGurk. First time watching. Listen for about six months now. Dear God, Barry and Dave look so much different than the voices sound. <laughs> Jonathan looks in, in a good way. <laughs> jo- Jonathan looks as annoying as he sounds. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. So I, I wonder what people that just hear me think I look like. Like, I've seen that. It's happened to me before that I hear somebody and then I see him and say, my God, that's not what I thought. I thought he was a balding old man or I thought this, I thought I that. would expect it just based on your voice that you, you have slicked back hair, which you do, <laughs> and that it would be jet black. But you don't dye it your hair. It used to be. You don't dye your hair. Yeah. It used to be. So ask him what he thought. Or I'm going to ask him because he's listening. <laughs> yeah. what Type you, it to him because he can't yeah. hear us. <laughs> what did you think I looked like? And, and what did you think Barry was going to look like? We, we say that we're fat, right? We, yeah. we say it. So we're telling you that. Uh, and but, we're saying that I'm old. Right. So I'm an old fat guy. Don't I look like an old fat guy? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, it seemed but, rude. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry, we, we say that you're fat, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I get yelled at every time I do. I, I wasn't surprised what Barry looked like when I first met him. I was all over social media, so you knew what it looked like. 
Maybe. Now, most of your early pictures on social media were from the neck up. And always when you were well-shaven, unlike today. Saturday. What the hell does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Just making an observation. Yesterday, and yesterday was Friday. Well, what does that mean? Uh, all right, Barry. First cigar you ever had? Uh, I had just quit smoking cigarettes. It was a pack, pack and a half day cigarette smoker. Would you smoke for cigarettes? Uh, Marlboro Lights. Okay, lights. And, Isn't that interesting? And I uh, wound up with pneumonia, so I quit smoking cigarettes because they were lower calories. You're not supposed <laughs> to eat them. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my buddy Eric was working in a cigar shop. He said uh, I should stop by. The cigar shop kind of had a feel of. Uh, being a wise guy hangout. Yeah. So I was hesitant to go. After him asking me for a few weeks, I reluctantly went. I, I see you as attracted to that. Well, at the time, I was. Sexually? Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I finally go in, have him pick me out a cigar. He picks me out a Macanudo Robust. So Macanudo, too, yeah? Yeah. And, but uh, Robust, which was the full-bodied Macanudo right. at the time. You know, it was a darker look. Made it all the way up to mild plus. And it was a darker looking wrapper versus the They don't the make lighter. that anymore, no, right? No, they don't. No, they should. Um, and I started <laughs> hanging out, watching the Yankee games. I wound up getting uh, my foot in the door when I was able to quote stats when the stats weren't showing up on the screen. Yeah, stats Stein. Got the name yet, Barry Stats. And uh, never left the place. Wound up buying into the place. And uh, from Macanudo, I went to uh, El Rey de Mundo which were wrapped in the tissue yes, paper. Yes, yes. And then from there, I went to Padrone 2000, and then I stuck with Padrone's 1000 series for about six months, smoking nothing but. Wow. And uh, But for me, it changed the first time I went to a cigar factory. Factory. Yeah, that's when I really got into cigars. Yeah, then it's in your blood at that point. Yeah. You see it, and you take a whole new appreciation to it. Did you to, ever do that, Ed? You ever been to a cigar factory? Only in Cuba. Okay. So does that count? It's so it's a little outdated. Bit, yeah. <laughs> I used to come you'll, in and you'll I, be amazed at what's what's been done <laughs> since. In in this store, when you moved over to this side, I used to come in with a set amount of money and say, pick me out a cigar, pick me out two cigars to whoever was working. Because I wanted to experience everything, and there's just too much to be able to experience. That's how I ended up with that box of El Baton. I remember you doing that too. Pick, Normally pick me too out strong, cigars, which is very interesting. It's uh, Mike Havy. That's how he started yep. uh, as a customer, and then became an employee here. That you could tell he really wanted to know. So it'd say, "Pick me out something," and we don't take it mildly. We go into their history. We get all the information of every customer and then see everything they've had before and maybe ask you, hey, what did you think of this one? And say, it was all right. You know, I like that one or whatever. And then try to end up wowing you and say, wow, that was unbelievable. So, yeah. Dave, I have the answer to your question. Yeah. Dave sounds like the guy who hosts the restaurant rescue show. I don't know what that is. I'll look that up, though. Restaurant rescue. Isn't that... Uh, or is it the, the guy that was rescue? at the IP? Oh, bar rescue guy? Well, he said restaurant, but... The uh, IPCPR guy that they talked about. That, no, that, that was bar rescue. rescue. It was bar rescue. And Barry sounds The like restaurant guy is a muscly guy, you know, and he knocks the walls down. And Yeah, you would like he, to be him. And right? doesn't he have a British accent or something? No? Oh, the restaurant? Right. You mean Gordon Ramsay? No. No, because he rescues restaurants, too. Yeah, and, and I don't sound like him either. No, you really don't. Well, uh, I, I'm sorry. Barry sounds like a hardcore motorcyclist. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Really? He has a tattoo. So when I hit my goal weight, my plan is to get a motorcycle. 
So, all right. Do you well, know what kind? Fat uh, boy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Either a fat boy or a soft he wants tail. To, he wants to become not a fat boy and uh, buy a fat boy. Huh. What, uh, what do you have for a goal? And Brian McGurk said yes. He meant bar rescue, by the way. Okay. I've met John him. Taffer. John Taffer. Yeah. yeah, I've met him. When Dave gets angry, he's a lot like John Taffer. He yeah. is a lot like John Taffer. Except I don't get angry. <laughs> what? I get even. <laughs> you do that too. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the first time that you gave a high-end <laughs> cigar gift to someone? No, I don't know. There was uh, the Diamond Crown 3-pack, and it came out, this particular edition comes out every two years with the Cameroon Diamond Crown. Yeah. You can't get it. Yeah. And there was one left, and you were, I just had overheard you saying to somebody that you had never smoked that cigar because it didn't seem right to take a whole pack out to get to a cigar and that you'd never smoked it. So I bought it and I gave you the Cameroon. Really? That's I nice. still had not, I still to this day have not smoked the Cameroon. Really? Because I gave it to you. All right, I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Can I share a letter from one of our listeners on the first cigar he smoked? Sure. Uh, so a few people reached out to me, Estevan Zamorin, uh, Fuente, Glenn Boyvin, Ashton, and uh, they're regular listeners of the show. Glenn Boyvin's a customer over in Seabrook. Okay. Uh, but this guy, Joshua Zalazar, wrote in, and he said, uh, hello, Barry. I just thought I'd share my first cigar story. Maybe you could share it quickly on the podcast. It's a little long, but I love telling the story. My dad and his family are from Santiago de Cuba, Cuba. My whole life, I've been around cigars, every family occasion. The men in the family would sit outside in the backyard and enjoy a smoke after dinner. Cigars did not spark my interest, however, until 2015. My father passed away in 2007, so when I was getting ready to tie the knot in 2015, my grandfather called me up. He told me to meet him at a lounge in Los Angeles where we could sit down and talk about what to expect in marriage and what my responsibilities as a married man since my father was no longer around to give me the talk. We met up and had an Atoro Fuente 858 Maduro, and my grandfather shared with me so many great stories about his youth in Cuba and his coming of age and what being a married man is all about. The moment really solidified my love for cigars, and it was a special bonding moment I'll never forget. To this day, my grandfather only smokes Fuente and 858 Maduro in the mornings and a Chateau Fuente in the evenings. I've been hooked to cigars ever since. And every time I light up a Fuente, it's an extra special moment. Nice. Thanks for reading, and thanks for the many gay jokes you make to Mr. Jonathan. You keep up the great work. Sincerely, Joshua. See, it sounded like you were choking up a minute there. You were just out of breath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, went, I went a little longer this time than out of breath. I was able to make it through to twoguyscigars.com read without stopping to breathe. gasp. Uh, I did get one, uh, one note from someone that says, Dear Mr. J, this is through the Contact Us page. How are you and the gang? The first cigar that I smoked was a Partagas D4 and is still my go-to cigar today. Wow. Signed, Dina from Johannesburg, South Africa. And in the PS, he says he's been a listener since the days of the sponsor deal, which is six years ago. Uh, the sponsor deal, I was just after I started. What's that? Was it? Yeah, you know, buy a four-pack of cigars at X amount of price. We used to put the deal on the CigarAuthority.com. Uh, it was the precursor to the care package. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. I thought it was further back than that. So there was no care package when you started? Correct. Oh, really? Okay. Which was six years ago? I started, I'm in my fifth year. Okay. It just seems like six. 
Yeah, it just seems longer <laughs> than it is. Let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And last week we reported New Hampshire passed a budget that contained a measure to raise the tobacco purchase age to 19. Boo! This week, Governor Sununu signed it into law, and the new measure goes into effect January 1st. Big boo right there. 19. It's uh, toes are in the water. You watch what happens, I promise you. You can't give them an inch. They take a mile. And this week, Ohio, Connecticut, and Maryland saw their tobacco 21 laws go into effect as well. Can we sue over that law? Why? Because you're taking away the rights of a voting citizen? That's yeah. that's your right to pursue happiness. You have that right. It's in the Constitution. In fact, Very I would argue you were born with that right. And you were born with that right. And, and somebody, some 18-year-old can't smoke a cigar now. He could yesterday. Well, January 1st. So okay. he can smoke it on the 31st side of the new year. Yeah. But if he's still smoking it in the new year... It's arrestable. Is it is it purchasing? It's purchasing a cigar. He can smoke a cigar. Yeah, the law doesn't have a um, possession crime attached yeah. to it. So he so can't it's purchase. The purchase. Right. There are some municipalities and states that have it in the law that you can't even be in possession of tobacco until you're 21. But the way it was written in the New Hampshire um, law, it's the purchase of. Yeah. So you can't purchase it. So you can you can have happiness if somebody gave it to you. And it couldn't be me because I'm not allowed to give tobacco products away because that's against the law, too. How crazy is that? But okay. In Los Angeles, California, the Board of Supervisors has officially banned flavored tobacco, including menthol cigarettes. The measure prevents the sale of all flavored tobacco. However, premium flavored cigars could still be sold in boxes of 20. And that move goes into effect on Halloween, and retailers will have six months to get rid of flavored product. Well, so brands they, like Tatiana, the 20-count box, you can buy buys a box, but you can't buy them individually. Why? It's California. Can California. you make smaller boxes? Can you put one in a box? Uh, no, box, they use the actual word, the word boxes of 20. Uh, box of 20. So well, if it comes it's in a box, box of, of 25. Yeah. No? Uh, it's the, it, the actual verbiage says boxes of 20. It doesn't say 20 or more. It says boxes of 20. Okay. And is there a Tatiana that has a box of 10 or anything? Is this, No, but there are more that there are boxes of Tatiana that have more than 20. Okay. Uh, Allison Cooper, the CEO for Imperial Brands, has re, uh, resigned. Under her lead, the company has amassed a $16.5 billion debt, which is one reason that they're selling off their premium cigar division. And after show sponsor Roma Craft Tobacco announced this week that next year for the 10th anniversary, the company will be releasing a Grand Perfecto sampler measuring five and five eighths by 60, and the sample will contain one each of their lines. Okay. And as was up. In the and that's world. next year, not for this Christmas. Correct. Next year. Okay. 
All um, right. They do have a lot of limited stuff coming out in Q4, just in time for Christmas. Okay. Uh, but that's a new product for next year. Okay. Uh, next week, we have Richard Hacker. He wrote the Ultimate Cigar Book. You want to go back into the uh, early 90s, it's a book I read and made it mandatory reading for my employees in those days. Um, since then, he has, uh, this is his fourth edition, I believe, uh, that he redid. He also did um, the Ultimate Pipe Book and a liquor book. On top of that, he was a writer for Playboy magazine, and I know you must have read a lot of those articles because you... you I, there, were articles? Yeah, there were articles? Yeah, there were articles. You know there were cartoons in there. Yeah, there was articles. He wrote them. And um, when people say they bought the magazine for the articles, it was Richard Hacker. We'll have him on next week. We'll talk about that and more. The following week, uh, we have Robert Wright from King's Treasure Cigars coming on, and uh, lots going on. So uh, building all the way up till episode... Number 500, and uh, I think we have a yes on uh, Doc David Diaz. Uh, I've emailed him a couple of times, and he was all in. The last couple of messages have gone unresponsive, no response. Maybe because he's already said he's in, and how many times? Well, I've been trying to get him to do a test with Ed Sullivan, so I'm going to get on top of it again. All right. Um, That's uh, Stogie Fresh was the name of his podcast. David Uh, Doc Diaz. Yep. He did 500 episodes, and he's the guy to beat. And that's uh, why I've been uh, doing this so long, because I'm just going after you, Dave. Um, And that makes me the new Dave podcast guy. Does it? He was at 500. He was ahead of me. And his name is David, too. What if he starts up his podcast Then you got Cigar Dave, and it's a whole Dave thing going on here, and I got to take charge. Good luck with that. Yeah? Okay. following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Conspiracy? Or complacency. Mr. J, I'd like to say that your rant on the episode a couple of weeks ago in the Smoke Your Normal Smoke Second Cigar of the Show segment was epic. That's a mouthful right there, Scott. Uh, But I think you may be a little off your conspiracy theory. You accused Ed, Barron's, and Dave of conspiring against you to make you smoke a cigar you didn't want while they got to smoke their favorites. Did you? Did he say Barron's? Yeah, I actually looked. I was <laughs> yeah. curious. And he right says there. Barron's. There we go. That's good. I love it. I <laughs> see it this way. It really takes smart and committed people to perpetuate a successful conspiracy. I'm not saying the guys are not smart, but I doubt the three of them could or would commit to the effort required to pull off a conspiracy just to screw with your smoke. It's we w- more likely we would. We would. <laughs> you didn't, according to him. No, we didn't. It's more likely would. that they didn't give a second thought to your smoke, didn't plan for a smoke of their own, just grabbed whatever they had at hand, which is their favorite go-to cigars, or in Barry's case, the only thing he had in his pocket. You might give them the benefit of the doubt that it was a crappy planning and not conspiracy, or you can just go ahead and fold up your tinfoil hat there and start go. raving on every episode when the guys go off plan. Respectfully, Scott. Respectfully, so that's okay that he said everything he said. Yeah. Respectfully. Yeah, so you guys didn't conspire. You're just morons. That's what his premise is. Is that it? Yeah, it's fine. All right. (laughs) Okay, it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you rather be... Would you rather only be... Come on, spit it out. out, Would you rather only be, would you rather Hmm. use a fork, no spoon, or able to use a spoon and no fork? See, there's a problem with forks. You can't eat soup. Yes. And I love soup. 
And it's better to eat rice with a spoon, even though you're supposed to use a fork. And you could use you can get it in a spoon yes. That's a fat guy <laughs> to eat right steak. There, Don't try that at home. I think I got to go spoon if I'm stuck with one, one or the other. I got to go spoon. One utensil, you go with spoon. <coughs> what would that cause that you couldn't do with Nothing. a spoon? You could do everything. Forks are limited. Anything liquid. Were you a fan of the spork? Huge spork fan. Yes. <laughs> I think it should be one of the regular parts of a utensil set. Why the isn't spork. there a metal spork? There should be. Yeah. Spoon. I bet you could get yeah, a I'm metal sure you could, spork. Sure you could it's probably the, the people doing the silverware and stuff that are against it because they'll lose 25% of their business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's an interesting thing, and I, I can't argue with that. It doesn't say you can't use a knife. Because Nope. Cutting a steak so, with a spoon and a, and a knife will be a little bit no, awkward. No, you just put the point of the spoon down. You get the, the teaspoons. Right. It's a little pointy. You put it down. You cut it, and then you use the knife to flick it onto the spoon. And Or. But uh, we use a fork more than anything. Or you, use you, this, you flip the spoon upside down, and you use the handle to hold it, and then you slice. Then you're getting steak juice all over your hands. It's the dumbest idea I've ever but heard in my you, entire then life. Then you have it inside your shirt as, as a napkin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about the inside of our shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Dave, for future reference, you can get a six pack of stainless steel sporks for twelve bucks on Amazon. Really? You know what? I'm going. I'm ordering those. <laughs> How about for the... Um, I'd like the, that the for Christmas. I mean, about- that's the whole reason why I went to KFC, because the little packet you would get would have a spork in it for the mashed yes. potatoes. Now, yeah. if you want an alternative, there's one that has a fork on one side and a spoon on the other, but that seems awkward. Now, now it's a mess. You're going to touch your hands with it. <laughs> um, I think this, the spoon... Spoon's the play. It's the play. I can't even make an argument. I want to go against you, but... Well, pasta. Pasta will be a little bit tough with just a spoon. Oh, there we go. Macaroni. Hang well, on a second. Well, well how about <laughs> spaghetti? No. How are you doing spaghetti? No, no, no. You give up spaghetti forever. You only have a spoon. Blasphemy. Now your pasta <laughs> is elbows about. and it's shells and it's raviolis and you're fine. Raviolis. You go to raviolis. Just I like, bigger I like shells. shells because you can get enough sauce inside the shell. Yeah, I like the shell, too. You could even, and, and hear me out on this, when somebody messes up on the order and they do the rigatonis without the lines. Yes. Piss which me is off. The only thing I've ever seen you lose your shit over, <laughs> yeah. uh, food-wise. And food you, wise. you can still get that. You can eat that with a spoon. It's tough with a fork. They roll around. You're trying to stab it. You have, you have a, a problem with um, Chinese food um, noodles, too. I think you just get off the spaghetti-looking stuff. It's bad for you anyways. Just scoop up some fried rice with your spoon. And you get a lot more rice? Yeah. It'd be no, better for you. So you are into the spoon, too? Oh, absolutely. So I think it is, it's cut and dry here. The answer is a spoon. Usually I don't have a cut and dry thing. I can't, can't make the argument for the fork. Only spaghetti, really. I've got uh, six sporks on the way so that we'll have them <laughs> for lunchtime. Thank you. Oh, and already ordered. I was thinking, uh, wouldn't that be <laughs> funny? Epic. At the meatball, everybody gets a spork. Oh, that would oh, be, yeah? that would be, I'm in just for that. But w- just a, a nice prize to go home with. Uh, Two bucks each. Everybody yeah. keep your spork. Your keep spork. your spork. <laughs> <laughs> to remember it by, unless we put the name on meatball. That's we're starting a movement. Enga- so, Engraved spork? Yeah. Can you can you private label a spork, uh, a metal spork? All right. I'll get on that during the break. During the break. How okay. much more shit can Ed Sullivan do over there? He's like super We've got to start a movement. We're going to bring the spork into popularity. Mm. 
I thought you were going to say I first bring saw it back. It. I remember like, when, when I first in? saw it. it. It was in school. When I was in school, and there it was the first time, and I'm like, what the heck is with this? And I said, wow, this is a really good idea. You were like, even six the days ago, they made fire, and now the spork? <laughs> even the, it even worked as a knife a little bit because little the, bit. the edge of it, especially on Maybe we game. could do a mod on the ones coming in. Yeah, you just, know, just grind the edge yeah. a little bit. My brother's yeah, but, got a grinder. Yeah, but then when you put the spoon in your mouth, you cut your mouth. Yeah, but so your brother has a careful. grinder, and you got grinder on your phone. <laughs> Yeah, we're the, basically the same person. Okay. My brother's going to kill you for that. <laughs> Not that he has grinder on his phone. As soon up. as he asks his wife what grinder is and finds out, you're dead. Let's talk a little, a, a little the about the Sereno cigar we're smoking. The XX Maduro. This is the Bellicoso. It, I think we all agree it's about an 8 in strength, 7.9, 7.8. Just bust my balls. It's an 8. Um, but a lot of flavor. Nicaraguan, very aged tobacco. Um, the uh, the creaminess is is subsided a bit. We're getting into some peppery notes. Uh, uh, char some charred beef. It's a little smoky. This should be a cigar berry, and it's you, you know what I'm like. getting on this you, you, creme brulee. You know the top that's crusty, crusty, and a little bit of sweetness. I'm getting that off the cigar. Really. It, it, you guys did conspire. It's nah. whatever I say. You guys all say the opposite. No, I don't agree with Barry. I don't have. I have more of a dark, right? Yeah, that's earth dark tones. chocolate. A dark, um, heavy espresso. Right. There it's are the espresso. Other cigars that have a lot more brulee sweetness. Yes, there's one in particular I'm thinking. <laughs> but of. you know, the top doesn't necessarily have all that sweetness because. Because no, that's where the friggin' sugar it's cooked, is? It's cooked a little bit longer than the shoe where it's a little burnt. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, so a little burntness, but you mentioned burnt ends, maybe. I'm just tapping out. Okay. Can't take this anymore. <laughs> Forever? <laughs> or no. Just for now. No. Did so he quit close. again? So close. <laughs> yes, he has quit before. Nine, nine years ago, I haven't heard the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. came back because he needed me. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, my daughter Gianna is celebrating her 25th anniversary. We did that last night, and uh, we uh, it's her anniversary up, of being born, by the way. Yeah, we, we call we, it a birthday around. We here. lit up uh, Gianna's while we were there, and um, we're going to do it again. And uh, the cold weather's coming, so I thought the little bambino, which is baby. And uh, we have the natural and Maduro. So let's go head to head. Let's light them both, the natural and Maduro, and uh, talk about that cigar when we come back, along with uh, manufacturers, people that are in the cigar industry, their first cigars, and lots more. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. 
Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, 
attractively consistent in aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And there's Randolph Churchill. We're going to have a Winston Churchill Cigar Dinner coming up in November. November 21st. November 21st. Um, and we'll have all Tickets the- are, are... I've never seen a, a smaller event like this sell as quickly as they're selling. Their, their tickets are flying. So if, okay. you, if you're in the area and you think you could be there... You have to get your ticket soon because wow. there won't be any left. I was going to say we'll give you more information next week, but we better do that now. Um, uh, it's uh, $39.99. Okay. The event is Thursday night, November 21st, and you're going to get a Two couple cigars. of Winston Churchill cigars. So there's your money reserves. back right there. Thank you. And uh, we're going to hang out. The Davidoff people will be here. Yeah. They usually do a little presentation. and yeah. uh, They give you a deal on Winston Churchill. Every year they've wowed me with the... Gift with purchase. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dying to see what it is. All right. Okay, and maybe we'll get Randolph Churchill to Skype in or something. Can you pull that off? Me? Yeah. I don't know Randolph <laughs> Churchill. Well, we interviewed him before. You set that up. Oh. I could try. Is that me? <laughs> no, right. we did the graphic for the show, and Ed proofreads the graphics that I do. And he goes, hors d'oeuvres. Did you spell that right? I said, there's one thing a fat guy knows how to spell. <laughs> yeah. Hors d'oeuvres. That's a hard one, though. <laughs> it yeah. was easy. Yeah. That's a hard one. All right. Uh, we think we're talking about the very first cigars we ever had. Now let's get to the very first cigars that the people who make the cigars, um, first cigars, and, and it'll, it should be a surprise to a lot of people. First, though, um, we're going to smoke La Giana cigars, and I know we did this a few months ago, Barry. We ended up smoking, I think, the Maduro, um, and we thought we'd do it in time for the package change that happened, but... Um, the pack, we didn't have it. We, we actually had it, and then it sold out. Right. So we didn't have the right ones, but we got them back in. And um, it comes in natural Maduro. The little size, which is a 4 by 44 Yes. Uh, it's called a Bambino. Bambino means baby. So this is the little baby size. Uh, and now that the cold weather's coming. I got, a, I got a bone to pick with you about this. Yeah. Because for nine years, I've been pitching you on we should do a bit on small cigars. And for nine years, you've come up with a reason why... We will never do that. Now we have a reason to do it. 
What's the root? What, what, it's Gianna's it's cold. birthday. And it's it's cold, cold every out. year. It gets cold this time of year every year. Maybe there's climate change going on. Maybe there's an issue with that. Maybe we have to do something. Don't you that. get me started. <laughs> Dave, I, I thought it was a dumb idea until it was your idea. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <sighs> so, so a little quick rundown. Uh, the, as you mentioned, the cigars are 4 by 44 The Maduro features a San Andreas wrapper. The uh, Natural has an Ecuadorian Connecticut. They both have Honduran binder and fillers. Single cigar will set you back $5.99, while a box of 20 is $99.99, which is a savings of almost $20, or 16% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retail that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's, that's the number two, guys. two. That's the number two, guys. <laughs> you didn't, didn't choke up. There was a little too much cinnamon in my coffee, cinnamon. and I can't freaking swallow it. Yeah. Um, so what I there is something special about this cigar, and we talk about this when we have cigar schools and stuff. Maduro dark cigars are, are, are looked upon as strong cigars, and in a lot of cases they are. That they the blend of the natural and the Maduro is different, not just on the outside wrapper, but they actually put more higher priming tobaccos in. They make them stronger because people that like dark cigars like strong cigars. But the dark tobacco doesn't make the cigar stronger; it makes the cigar sweeter. But the American public likes it that way. So somebody goes to get a dark cigar that's blended the same way the natural is, and they say, "Well." I didn't really care for that because it wasn't strong enough. I was expecting it to be stronger. And the guy that likes a mild cigar doesn't go to it because he thinks it's too strong. So it becomes becomes a loser. In this case, because I made the cigar 25 years ago, I said, I want this to be true. Well, look at Ed Sullivan smoking them both at the same time. We could double our sales just by that happening if everybody could do that. The cold drawer is the same on both. How do you know that? We haven't cut the cigar yet. Well, Dave is going on and on, so I figured he I'd does get that. A head start. At least he's not talking <laughs> about his coin collection. <laughs> but it's important to 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 try these two cigars like this because the only thing that's changed on here is the wrapper on both of these. These are made by Davidoff, by the way, who makes these cigars. And this was in the back in the days of Camacho before they owned Camacho that they were the ones that made the cigar for us. And I said, no, I want the same exact thing. So make. The bodies of the cigars exact, just change the wrapper on it. Let me have a sample of it, of the Maduro, because the natural I had to do, we only had a certain amount of time. The baby was coming. Uh, with the Maduro, we tried this cigar for years and years and years of different blends they ended up sending me. And I said, no, it's too strong. No, I don't like it this. No, no, no. Until I said, can you just take the Maduro wrapper and wrap it around the, nat the regular cigar? Well, that's not good because the DACA guy is looking for a stronger cigar, blah, blah, blah. I said, please, just make me a sample of that. I got it in, and I said, and that's what I want. And that, that's got to be 15 years ago anyway that we did that. So let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigars. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. Excellence. Good job covering for me on that excellence last week, Ed Sullivan. Yep. I felt as though someone needed to do it. Even though it's not in the in the things, it, it lived by itself. I'll even tell you that the cut just happened. It was never mm. in there. It just happened. It took on a life of its own. It did. So the cold drawer, as they mentioned, 
taste the same whether you have the natural Maduro. Maybe you get a little more stinging on, the, on your lips. There's a little different um, yeah, The feel. mouth feel is different, but right. the taste, you are correct. The taste yeah. is identical. It's, it's the same. And I don't know, I'd, I'd tell you to go to another brand and do and do it that would be the same, but there, as far as I know, there's not another brand that, that's just changing the wrapper of it. They, they feel compelled to beef up the Maduro version, and that's the reason for it. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Falcon. The Vertigo Falcon features a single jet, a flip top, an easy adjustment, and the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, all for the low price of $9.99. That's the Vertigo Falcon. Two cigars at the same time. Don't try this at home. We are professionals. <laughs> We have uh, we have someone in our studio audience that's never smoked a cigar before. Connor from Connor Commentary. If you listen to that podcast, uh, not the Connor Commentary, Connor Commentary, C O N O R Commentary podcast. It's new. It's great. It's very good. And uh, he's never had a cigar before. So. Uh, and today isn't the day because we decided we want to bring him on the show and have his first cigar with him. We're gonna pop his cherry. <laughs> And let's see. And we're also going to smoke a cigar with him. <laughs> should we have? Should should we do the right thing and pick the right cigar for the first time? Or of course, should, it's something he's going to remember forever. Or should we give him something brutal? Well, I say in case he winds up staying for the duration of the show, we start off with the proper cigar, and then we do something super strong in the second hour. So the first time he smokes a cigar, it's going to be two cigars. <laughs> and have a bucket here for if, him. If, if he's able to hang, if he's able to hang, we really push him hard in the second hour. You, you got this sadistic thing going on. I think he's. <laughs> I think he's going to like it. I got a lot of questions to ask him before we pick the cigar. I'll do that off air, or maybe we should do it on the air. The first half hour is not even a cigar, and we just interview bring it him. on after. Okay, and then we'll we'll collectively try to pick the right cigar for him. We and it'll be the same cigar for us too. I like that. Mm, I think we got a show here. And then two worlds com collide. The Connor commentary people and the Cigar Authority people together. Oh, my God. What will happen? Dogs <laughs> and cats living, living together. together. <laughs> <laughs> so what I get here is almond on, on the natural, right? Mm. Almond. A little cinnamon. Yeah, maybe a little, little of that. It's definitely drier. It's definitely drier. Almond's a good choice. The skin of the almond, yeah. it's, it's got that drying component to it. And then you go to the Maduro. Raisin toast? Seriously? I thought for sure that he forgot which palette was on. There's a little bit of raisin toast there. Uh, is it not? Damn it. <laughs> it is the original Raisin it's, Toast cigar. It's a little bit of Raisin Toast. I just hate I'm that. I'm kind drop. of disappointed that the other one isn't like butter on a Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? <sighs> if you haven't, then I think you should. Why would anyone listen to this show? Welcome, <laughs> Welcome back. Like you, you had an opportunity last week to play all this dumb shit. You could have played it. It's no good fine. unless it pisses you, you off. Here to annoy. I didn't yeah. play any of it. No, you didn't. <laughs> so, R Rudy, are you sure you want us to go to twenty-five years? This is a go-to every day for me. You see me go every for this day. all the time. You break my balls about what I smoke yeah. every day, but you smoke the same thing. 
But when I smoke them back to back, I like the Maduro a lot, which is a surprise to me that now I'm smoking both of them, and I think I like the Maduro better right now. The Maduro certainly has more going on as far as flavor and complexity. One of my theories, and you may or may not agree with this, is the part of the reason manufacturers use stronger tobacco with the Maduro is, although you don't get as much of the sweetness, that sweetness can mask and complement the peppery component of yeah. stronger tobaccos. Yeah. So you end up with those cigars going down that dark barbecue road. But I think it's it ends up missing the sweetness. It, it's overcovering. The pepperness is overcovering. But it, it, it takes it, out some of the sting. Yeah. If you were to take those tobaccos, it, I don't know how we would do it. Maybe pull the wrapper off of something. Yeah, and now this is Honduran filler that's in here. How would this be with Nicaraguan? You know, so take Garofalo, for instance. Garofalo Natural and Garofalo Maduro are nothing alike. They're no. totally different cigars. And if you do them at the same exact time, it's like smoking a barber pole. Ed Sullivan was doing that, mm -hmm. smoking them both at the same time. Go ahead, Jonathan. You know you no, want to. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Come on. You've had two larger ring sticks in your mouth at the same time. I have no comment. <laughs> he's going to have to wait till everybody leaves and then he's going to smoke the two cigars. Because he, he's the leader, not I a follower. I have to tie my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> he's a leader, not a follower. Okay. Um, last hour, we smoked a Sereno. So uh, we uh, asked, or Ed Sullivan asked, um, the Serenos, what their um, for cigars were. Um, and what did you get? Well, one of the brands that his dad owned? Maybe? Wrong? Why don't you just let him play the All drop? Right. Here's Carson Sereno. It was a long time ago. I'm old. All right. Let, let's hear Carson Sereno and see what his first cigar was. Hey, Cigar Authority. This is Carson Sereno with the Sereno Cigar Company. I think the first cigar I smoked was uh, a Gran Habano. Imperiales, those Corojo number fives. Yeah, I was probably about 13 or 14 years old. That was, uh, that's the red band um, of the Gran Habano. Yeah, very uh, distinct, dark tasting cigar. A lot of licorice on that. And all big ring gauges. Some I floral components too. as well. I, be, I believe all big ring, ring gauges. Uh, I would never put somebody on that for, for a cigar. See, except for Connor, maybe we'll put him on that. <laughs> the uh, I've got a customer that started smoking cigars three months ago, and he's four thousand dollars in right now. And he started off following his friend's advice. He didn't follow my advice because in, in asking him the questions, he likes red meat, he likes the char, he likes fuller-bodied wines, fuller-bodied beers. And I'm like, you really, I think you're doing yourself a disservice going with all mild. You should put a couple mediums in there. I think you're going to like those better. And now he smokes nothing but medium plus to full. It's three months in. Yeah. So I I don't know necessarily that being a beginner cigar smoker means you should have a mild cigar. It's going to end up coming I, down to. No, but I think your first one has to be because you don't want to turn them off. And they say, would you think? It was okay. Whatever. Let's try something with a little more spice to it. Let's move up. You know, you start in, in medium and then it's going to be, I don't like it, period. That's it. If it turns out that he's into darker foods and darker stuff and fuller-bodied experiences, he drinks espresso black, and you give him a Lagiana Natural, I don't think it's enough. I think that turns him off. Well, we're going to decide 
right here in front of everybody, and we'll have this argument because that's what we do. Christian Aroa from CLE, maker of Aroa, CLE Asylum. Um, was it something his dad made, which is uh, Julio Aroa, which originally made the Lagianas. What was Christian's first cigar? This is Christian Aroa from CLE Cigars. We make Asylum Cigars, we make CLE, and we make the Aroa Cigars. And the first cigar I ever smoked, I actually remember. It was a La Fontana cigar. It was on Thanksgiving, 1992. I was 20 years old with my uncle, Generoso, and my father, Julio, at my cousin, Mari's house at Thanksgiving dinner. That's interesting that he was so many years, you know, they grew up on the farm, um, growing tobacco and making cigars, and still he waited to 20 years old because he wasn't interested. And, and I believe that. Younger people are not interested. I'm worried about... The smoking age goes from 18 to 19 here in New Hampshire. I don't like it, but what effect does that have on our overall business? The fact is probably nothing, but that's not the point. That's not why I'm arguing of it. Usually people are well into their 20s, deep into their 20s, maybe 30s, before they appreciate, I'd even say like a scotch. There's, there's not a, a bunch of kids getting together mm -hmm. and having scotch. And scotch prices are about to go up because they just imposed a tariff on it. Yeah. So, um, but one thing that's interesting, like now all these, you know, just to touch on the, uh, the age limitations, they're already saying like a brain doesn't stop developing until it's 25. So which state is going to be the first state to try to push for 25? But then that, with that has to be the voting age too. Yep. By the way, the voting, the smoking age in New Hampshire went from 18 to 19 and there's a bill to lower the voting age from 18 to 17. Well, that doesn't make any sense if we're talking about the development, development of, of yep, Yeah, I 100% agree. So you, you got to take one side or the other here. Um, the cigar he mentioned, which is La Fontana, Sal Fontana, who actually put the cigar together with me that uh, was part uh, the late great Sal Fontana, part of uh, the Camacho company at the time. Um, they made a cigar for him, and it was a very light cigar. So that was a light um Cigar, much like La Giana Natural. Eric Newman from J.C. Newman. Um, his, he's a, a third generation, now his son. The fourth generation come in. They, they would be making cigars from the 1800s. Uh, so let's see um, if he ended up having uh, something from J.C. Newman at the time or what. Here's Eric Newman. Eric Newman, president of J.C. Newman Cigar Company. I was a pledge when I was 18 years old for Beta Theta Pi at the University of the South in Swanee, Tennessee, and then make us kind of like going through Hell Week. They put about 20 of us in a closet, all gave us King Edward Imperials, and we could not come out of that closet until we smoked that cigar completely. That was one hell of an experience. I've never had a King Edward Imperial since. King Edward's Imperial. Remember that, Ed Sullivan? King Edward's. Yeah, King Edward was big. Yeah, that was a didn't, big son. Uh, they did Swisher. Oh, that was Swisher. Yeah. Didn't they have a King something? I'm just thinking in, in the museum. Wasn't there a King something? In the museum. In the in museum? Their, Prince. Prince gotcha. something. All right. Um, uh, Eric Wentworth, he runs <laughs> Hammer and Sickle. Um, and uh, he seemed to step it up a bit. So his Eric. My name is Eric Wentworth with Hammer and Sickle Cigars and Vodka. The first cigar I ever smoked was a Partagas Series S, and that was when I was 18 years old on the golf course. Remember those, Ed Sullivan? Yes, I do. You, do you remember that, Series S? 
That I do not recall. They were shape cigars, so they're all bellicosos and potagas. Cameroon, um, interesting for a cigar. Yeah. Potagas, that's okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. Well, he still uh, smokes cigars, so it didn't ruin him. No. <laughs> uh, Steve Saka um, seemed to like sweet cigars, or, or so he says. So let's check out. Hi, Steve this Saka. is Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. First cigar I smoked was probably at the age of 16. It was a Swisher Sweet, and it was down by a river with three of my buddies, and we had one six-pack of Lone Star beer and one five-count pack of Swisher Sweets. And that was the that was my exposure to the cigar business. My first real cigar was when I was enlisted in the Navy. I ended up getting some really cheap uh, bundle of Maduros from a senior chief, and uh, they were utter crap, but at the time I didn't know it. They, I thought they were fantastic. Everybody has pretty much, you know, but it's interesting that they – Ended up living their life around cigars, but of some of the low-end stuff that everybody started with. So your first cigar isn't the one that's going to get you infatuated with it. No, but it was, a, it was a Swisher Sweet, and it led him to where he is now it with does. a sweet-tipped brulee. Well, that, that has been, allegedly that yeah, that has been debunked. You're, just, by you're the guy who looks at wounds, and you just have a salt shaker in your pocket. Yep. It's like here we go. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> now, uh, before you go any further, Barrett, yes. uh, I listened to the, the episode and uh, that little announcement bit right there at the beginning of Asylum is yeah. way less annoying at one and a half speeds. Because ah. that's how I listen to podcasts is at one and a half. So I'm thinking I'll give it a try. I'll speed it we up. We could boost and that and it'll be less annoying. It's still annoying, but it's mm. less annoying faster. I don't see why it's annoying. I like it. <laughs> it's probably it's a little, why it's annoying to people. Do, do you remember who Rod Sterling is? No. Do you Twilight know? Zone. Twilight Zone. The, the announcement of the beginning of Twilight. That's what it sounds like. It reminds yeah. me of. I think you're right. I like it. Maybe only old people like Maybe. it. Maybe. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. There we uh, go. <laughs> uh, we've all heard about Grandma getting run over by a reindeer one Christmas Eve. However, have you heard the one about a dozen Finnish soldiers who were injured in a reindeer accident? The 12 soldiers were out in an exercise for local defense readiness when their armored vehicles swerved to avoid the reindeer, sending them to the hospital. Evidently, this is common in Finland where reindeer are involved in an average of 20 car accidents each day. In order to reduce the number, farmers have resorted to painting the reindeer antlers in fluorescent colors because, you know, I guess red noses were unavailable. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Is there really such a thing as a reindeer? Yes. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Uh, really? I thought you that wrote that entire they, bit to do the friggin' Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? They don't actually yes, they fly, did. though. Can you imagine what if you heard a deer? It's beginning to look like Christmas. What's different about it? Have you been in Walmart? I think... Let me get a picture. I think they might be shaggier than a regular deer. Yes. I thought it was a make-believe no, thing. No. If you put a tenth do, do of the Do we have any? Do we have reindeer In your life. I don't believe so unless, <laughs> you know, maybe in the zoo or for Christmas displays. 
Wow. They might be larger, too, than what we have. They're Arctic-based, so I'm sure they have a Ah, because they were up there as a North Pole at Santa. So Mm -hmm. reindeer in North America are also known as the woodland caribou. Mm. Ah. We need a safe word on this podcast. (laughs) When you start going down some boring-ass rabbit hole about reindeer. He talked about reindeer, and 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 he's telling a story like they're real. (laughs) Reindeer are real. (laughs) That was the question. Everyone except for you knows that. Now everyone knows it. Maybe there was another crazy person out there. (laughs) There wasn't. All right. What are your early thoughts here on La Giana, natural and Maduro? You're smoking them both back-to-back. They're only four inches long. Normally, I like... The Lagiana, Connecticut. But side by side with the Maduro, I don't like it as much. The me Maduro too. is way me better. Me too. And me I too. I agree. The one I reach for is the Connecticut. But And you know what happened? This happened. I did a blind tasting with my uncle. He was doing, he's trying to get me into bourbon and I just don't like bourbon. So I said, I'll bring the cigars and we can smoke in his house. And he supplied the bourbon. So I had the Aroa First 20 Colorado and the Aroa First 20, the regular one, the Maduro. <coughs> And he put the Colorado down. And he's not a strong cigar smoker. It's not a strong cigar, but a lot of flavor on the dark one. And when it's side by side, the this Connecticut's has, disappointing. It has more sweetness to it. Yeah. It has more hay-like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, tan, tannins. Oh, what am I thinking Is of? Is it tannic? It's well, wines have bitter. tannins. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back. Uh, more from the manufacturer's first cigar. What was your first paying job contest? Let's get to that. We have a contest going on out there. It is over now, though. Don't run to it. But we're going to tell you who won. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined 
Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Hank Kellman and my son, Plas Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back. What was the first cigar you ever smoked? Anybody chatting on the chat box, letting us know? There's, there's, there's people that have chimed in um, with, you know, the stuff that you would expect, the Macanudos, yeah. the Monte Cristos. Nowadays. Uh, Joe Gut was a uh, Backwoods. Ah, Backwoods, another big one. I, he, I bet you, though, this generation now of, of younger cigar smokers started with acid. 
which is to me was is the swisher suite of the um, this generation. The, yeah. Yep. yeah, and Joe so. got graduated from backwoods to acid. To here we go. There's a natural progression. Yeah, I thought somebody else said they bought a box of acid as their first cigars. Plural. Yeah. Um. So we have a contest out there. What's your first? Uh, paying job, and we did with all the manufacturers, and with the show is so deep into it, we're going to save it and do it for the after show. Today's after show, we'll tell you all the answers and um, tell you who won the contest. So that'll be on the after show. Um, the winner of it will get a VIP ticket to the anniversary party, but I will not be flying them in. And uh, so nobody got them all. Nobody got them all. Nobody got even close. I don't think I could get them all, and I did the interviews. So all the more you should have done it because you're going to be surprised how little the number is. There's only mm. two people that tied, and of those two people, we're just going to pull one of those two people, and one it, of those people is the number above one. It's above one, but it's below ten. Uh-huh. So, so, we'll get so now that we've basically done that entire segment, what are we going to do for the after show? So I got, I got a question for you, and I know we're going to wind up running a little bit wrong. Somebody just chimed in that their first cigar was a Don Diego Playboy. And I remember that being the first cigar I despised. Really? <laughs> do you remember the first cigar you smoked that you're like, I am never going to smoke that again? Uh, it's what Gary Marino smoked as his first <laughs> cigar, and it was the Rosa Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. Oh, those... Unnaturally black, black. They were short black torpedo. Torpedo, yeah. man, that was brutal, brutal. Were, and I didn't sell it to you. He went in and picked it because I would never have put a, a new cigar smoker onto it. First off, uh, <laughs> they were nasty, but people bought them. But yeah. they ended up dis- disappearing. Um, interesting, very short, thick torpedo, yeah. and it was brutally strong. Onyx. Toro Ooh. was your first when first you hated? one that I hated. We smoked it on the show, maybe a year in. I can still tell you, I remember the taste of the burning envelope glue. <laughs> that was <laughs> the the predominant flavor of that cigar. Gross. Yeah, so you don't want to put somebody on. We as cigar salesmen don't ever want to put on something that they're going to end up despising. So that hopefully they have a few cigars in, like cigars, then they have something to despise, and then they go to the cigar store and they say, all right, I ended up hating this, but I like these. Where do I go? Because that's the go-to thing. And I don't care if you've been doing it for years and years. you got new cigars, too. By the way, I hate this and I like that. Is this something I'm going to like? Use the, the tobacconist as your uh, helper to make these choices for you. Um, Glenn Case is the owner and founder of Christoph Cigars, and uh, this will be the first repeat of a cigar that somebody else was there for a cigar. So let's get to that. Hello, Glenn Case, Christoph Cigars. Oh, my gosh. It was swisher sweet, sort of like Steve said, right? At Harold's Pool Hall, I was 16 years old, smoking swisher sweets, drinking Coca-Cola, and shooting pool, my friend. That's what I did. I think that was a lot of people, and Glenn is probably our age. Yeah. And um, he doesn't look old. <laughs> yeah, he's he looks better than me. Yeah, he's well preserved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next yeah. up came George Padron. Did he smoke somebody else's cigar? He never does. But uh, did he on his first cigar? Let's hear. So my name is George Padron. I'm the president of Padron Cigars. The, well, the first cigar I ever smoked was a Padron Fuma. 
uh, back when I was about, I don't know, must have been 16 years old, snuck it out from my dad's stash and smoked it in the garage of the house. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty ending with that one. I got very sick. I threw up. I never smoked a cigar again for like another five years. So the Padron Fuma, do you ever have one of those? Uh, I have. Yeah. yeah. Everybody had? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Not a lot of people have. Well, not a lot of people, regular cigar smokers have down in Florida. That was it. I mean, you go to those little places that have the coffee, and there's bundles of cigars yeah. in there. And the Fuma's little shot pieces that are leftover pieces, uh, and they make these little cheap cigars on there. Yeah, that was back in the uh, ASC days, alt smokers, ah. cigars. There were a lot of trades going on. So, you know, yeah. somebody from Florida sent for us a, some Fumas. For a little while, they let us buy those cigars, and we would carry them. And they would sell, and then they stopped doing it because maybe they were saying people are buying Padron cigars, but they're buying these cheap things. Right. Was that a thing back then at Sullivan where someone would say, I'll trade you a Padron for oh, whatever, it, it was and then they send thing. you a Fuma, and you're like, seriously, dude? <laughs> yeah. Usually you'd set the parameters of the right. trade. I'm going to try not to break my arm patting ourselves on the back, but PDJ writes, four years ago, I was given a Rocky Patel 1999 Vintage. After completing a five-year training period, I inhaled the entire thing and managed not to need a bucket, barely. Next day, I found the Cigar Authority to figure out why people like cigars. Ah. Mm-hmm. Our apologies. That, that was the 1999 Rocky Patel, which is the Connecticut shade and the yeah. milder of the bunch, but you can't inhale them. I don't care which. <laughs> you get the milder cigar and you inhale it, you're going to get sick. Well, and I think we'll hear some more of that from our first cigar people. Right. But right now, let's get to the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Chippendale Dance. It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, and it's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? 20 Should bucks, I just guys. Start taking my clothes off now? It's not that. It's uh, $20. Pour a cup of water down the front of your pants and post a picture online without an explanation. That's a good one for you, Jonathan. You have no shame. Do I have to do it now or just at some point? It doesn't have to be right now, but it would be... I would say it has to be a day you work on the floor. (laughs) So I can bring a change of clothes. No, you... No explanation. You said post it on social media. Right. You didn't say what okay. I had to do after that. All it's right. only 20 bucks. All right. 200 bucks, I'll wear the wet all right. pants Tw- all day. 20 bucks. I'm in. It's going to cost you 20 bucks. I'm keeping the money. It's going to cost 20 bucks. And you maybe Monday? Maybe Monday. Leave hmm. myself a note in my phone. All right. So you're going to hmm. see this. Watch Mr. Keying Jonathan. your pants. Yeah. You're going to post it all over social media, right? Instagram, Facebook. You just said social media. That's social media. Instagram. I guess if I do Instagram, I could tweet it and Facebook at the same time. The answer is yes, you're going to do it. All right. I have to leave myself a note. All right. Barry Stein, you in? Nah. Chicken. Ed Sullivan? No, thank you. I knew he'd go for this. Oh, yeah. All right. So watch for that Monday, folks. Watch <laughs> on uh, social media. I and can't Barry, wait. you can grab it and you can uh, repost it. Uh, It'll be the, the only time. I was so nervous when you just told me I could grab it. I was like, <laughs> where the hell is this going? Yeah, yeah. It'll be the only time that Barry shares one of my posts. 20, ever. 20 bucks is worth. No explanation. Jesus. Just a picture. No explanation. That's Tuesday. I want Monday. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying it, and then blah, you're going to have it. I'm not going to give blah, it a 20. Blah, blah, just, I'm just letting you know. So you say, no, oh, you didn't give me the 20 because I did it. 
But I said, Dave made me do this. Here's $20. I made $20. You don't say nothing. The people that are on listen to the show heard the reason, but everybody else ain't going to know. Okay. 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 All right. Done deal. Justo Aroa is from Aladino Cigars. What was his first cigar? This is the brother. My name is. Brother of Christian. Sorry. My name is Justo Aroa, Jerry Tobacco. We have uh, Aladino, Rancho Luna, and Tarascan, our our lines, our our basic lines, and I'm happy to be here. Those were actually. Probably rolled up leaves and and, and puros that we had when, when my dad was trying out the leaves. So those those were and I used to do uh, light them up to fu- light firecrackers during Christmas. <laughs> so now that's his brother, and the interesting thing, thing there is his, his uh, <coughs> brother spoke waited till he was twenty years old, and he was a little kid. Yeah, he was more into the agriculture side, mm. so he was with his dad doing all that stuff. And Christian yeah. didn't get into the cigars until he was much older. Right, right. Uh, Jose Dominguez started really young. They can do this, that in the Dominican. This is J.R. Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. And the first cigar that I ever smoked was a Don Rafael. That was my dad's second release in 1998. And that's when I smoked it. I was nine years old. Mm. It was a seven and a half by 50 church. Did you finish that? Yes, I did. It was on a hunting trip, and it took me like three hours to get through with it. A- any ill effects? I was drunk the rest of the night. <laughs> drunk on a cigar. Drunk on a cigar. Sure. Yeah. So Don Rafael, he is Jose Rafael Dominguez. J.R. Dominguez, right? He's Jose Dominguez, but Rafael's his middle name, and he smoked Don Rafael, which is named after him. Hmm, nice. So he should smoke that cigar. I know. He didn't have to grab a Churchill, though. No, he didn't. Uh, And he smoked it all, (laughs) like a man. But um, so Gianna had a cigar named after her, and her first cigar when she turned 18 was a La Gianna, but we smoked four cigars that day, that night, four cigars from the first ones ever made. And then as it changed up, and she's saying, well, what's this cocoa taste that you talk about? <laughs> and then I had to get her a uh, tobacco special. Oh, I like this. So that's what she liked. And, and it's where I should have started with her. But, uh, yeah, you know, there she is last night smoking a cigar, and she, she's good. Rocky Patel started making cigars uh, when he was 28 years old. Let's hear the first cigar he smoked. Hi, this is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I think the first cigar I ever smoked was a Prince Philip Macanudo, uh, probably when I was about 28 years old. So th- that was a go-to as a premium cigar. You know, we all smoked a, a crappy thing from the drugstore or from a gas station or whatever as a first cigar, and then went to a Macanudo. He went right to the Macanudo because he was an attorney by then and already doing good uh, so that was him. Scott Weeks is Recluse Cigars. He's next in his first cigar uh, and what got him into it. Hi, I'm Scott Weeks with Iconic Leaf Cigar. We make the Recluse Cigars. The first cigar I ever smoked was in 1992. And my dad was trying to get me in the cigar business. Thank goodness I accepted. But one of the first cigars, I had never had a cigar before at that time. And my dad wanted me to try a good cigar. So he gave me a uh, a private stock, which is made by Davidoff. He gave me a private stock number 11, 
and I smoked it, and I really enjoyed it because I sat there with my dad, and we had some great conversations over that cigar. And that cigar was the cigar that I smoked that kicked me over the edge that made me go into the cigar business from the business I was already in. Good cigar. That was uh, In those days, they would say private stock was um, the seconds of Davidoff, which is never the fact uh, that it wasn't, but yeah. it was made from that tobacco. Plain cedar box yeah. yep. with the brand burned into the woods. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I think I bought a lot of those from you. Yeah, price and, was good, and yeah, it seemed inconsistent in the sizes they delivered. Yes. So you kind of have to see, okay, what came in and what sort of yeah. matches the size. Yeah, I don't, do they still make private stock? I don't even know. I haven't seen them in so I haven't long. Seen any. Uh, Tony Serino is the son of Carson Serino, who smoked a Grand Habano for us. But what did his dad, Tony Serino, smoke first? This is Tony Serino with APS Distributors and Serino Cigar Company. My first cigars was back in the 80s. I was working uh, for uh, Blockbuster Entertainment Corporation, and we were all smoking Cuban cigars at that time, so it was probably a, key, a Cohiba. Nice way to start. <coughs> I imagine all the people in Cuba, their first cigar is probably a Cuban cigar too, right? Because that's where <laughs> yeah. they are. Uh, Terrence Riley from Aganosa Leaf. What was his first cigar? This is Terrence Riley from Aganorsa Leaf, and the first cigar I ever smoked was a Vega de Fonseca. So he worked at was his uncle. His uncle did, did own that uh, SAG um, Manuel Anoa. No, uh, Manuel Casada. Uh, Casada, Manuel Casada. I'm sorry. Manuel Anoa is Lara. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Casada, uh, Casada moved distribution over to. They're about to. Um, I- Press release was supposed to come this week. It hasn't come yet. So we can't but say. But my sources say it's still allegedly happening. Allegedly. So we yeah. leave that alone? Well, no, I'm, I'm comfortable saying it's going to happen, but until it happens, it's an alleged move. All right. So you're comfortable in saying what? That Nat Sherman will take over the distribution of Casada, which is very weird to me. Very weird. Uh, we'll save that for another episode. Tony Gomez is the son of Lito Gomez from La Fula Dominicana, so it must have been a La Fula Dominicana. Let's see. So this is Tony Gomez with uh, La Fula Dominicana Cigars. And the uh, first cigar I ever smoked was uh, about that same time. I think I was about 16 or so, and I went down to the factory one year on summer vacation and uh, spent a week out there with my old man. He passed me a cigar. And told me to cut it and light it. I was going to learn how to smoke a cigar today. So I did. I cut it. I lit it. I'm puffing on it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, and at that point, he told me that if I really wanted to taste and, and, and feel the cigar, that I needed to inhale it. So I did. And then I proceeded to spend the next 10 minutes on my knees, vomiting on the toilet. And uh, I could hear my father laughing at me the whole time as I was doing that. So I walked back into his office, and uh, I called him an asshole. And uh, and then he told me, Tony, now you know how not to smoke a cigar. That's it. You don't <laughs> inhale the cigars. Um, how long before you retrohaled? I still can't. <laughs> you can retrohale those. I'm not Easy. doing it. You guys try to get me to do this every week. Yeah. Stings the nostrils. How long before you started retrohaling a cigar? Learn how to do that, Barry. It was probably about a year, year. This and is a blowing half. the smoke through your nose. And it was uh, Sam Lucia who told me that retrohaling will enhance the flavors. Obviously, it does. And uh, more, it took more me a little while to get the hang of it, but uh, it definitely changed the way cigars taste for me. And, but you were a cigarette smoker before. Yes. So you blew it out your nose. Right, but cigars have a heavier, more dense smoke, and I was always nervous to do it. 
Ed Sullivan, you were a cigarette smoker too. Not when I had the first cigar, though. But when you were retrohaling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Jonathan and I were never cigarette smokers, so maybe that's why we have a hard time doing it and not want to do it. He's going to try it right now. See him lighten up. Go ahead. I'm just lighting up. Oh, <laughs> you're not doing that? So here's an interesting thing. Now, Neil Hawkins in the, on Facebook chat said his first cigar was La Gloria Cubana Maduro. Wow. He got super sick, but he loved every minute of it. <laughs> really? That, that's not a place I would want to start either. But uh, let's squeeze a classic three-way in. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's, it's time for This Day in Classic History. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Barry, you were the winner. You got them all? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Gary, didn't Gary win? Gary won, which makes me the champion because Gary was filling in for me. No, you weren't here. Who won the previous week ed sullivan yeah so it's ed sullivan is the winner you know i'm not used to that classic drop yet i hit it and i thought what the hell is that yeah. that's why it was kind of a double start on that today's october 5th the first president addressed was televised at the white house today what year was that first television white house address from a president mm, 1962 and you get an extra point if you uh, guess the president, too. 1956, and it was Woodrow Wilson. 56. <laughs> really? 51, Eisenhower. 51. Everybody is over. It's Harry Truman, 47. Oh. Harry Truman, 47. Uh, over to you, Mr. Jonathan. Dr. No, the first James Bond film based on a novel from Ian Fleming, starring Sean Connery, premiered today. What year? The first ever Bond film. You fan of the actually, Bond? Actually, that's a misconception. That's actually the second Bond film. The first was on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I'm a huge Bond fan. But everybody thinks that Dr. No was the first one. Really? It was the first real one. It had Sean Connery. It was 1958. 58. Uh, 62. 62. 65. 65. Barry says that uh, he's a huge um, fan of the James Bond? He is. 62 for two points. Whoa. Whoa, Barry. Stepping it up over there. I'm going to go with he's, he's correct. And over to Barry. This is, by the way, three questions and one tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, you guys need two points a time. Over to Barry. Ray Kroc joined McDonald's and built it into the most successful and profitable fast food operation in the world. He later owned the San Diego Padres baseball team until his death. He was born today. Ray Kroc, everybody go to McDonald's today. It's his birthday. He was born today. What year? Born today. 1936. 1936. 1912. 12. 55. 55. Everybody is over. 1902. Ray Kroc, 1902. Did you see that movie? I did, but it didn't seem like it was 1902. It wasn't. That's when he was born. Oh, right. 
right? So, yeah, I get the question. So, just for the hell of it, Rodney Dangerfield died. You know Rodney Dangerfield, the American comedian, Caddyshack. It's no respect. He died at the age of 82 years old. What year did he die? 97. 03. 91. 04. Well, Barry's on today. Yeah. Barry is our champion. So, for next week, Barry is our champion. Uh all right, uh, final thoughts here on the Lagiana Maduro and Natural, and uh, what do we think here on Small Cigars? I had to put the Natural down because I didn't like it next to the Maduro. I finished smoking the Maduro. I'm back to the Natural. The Natural's back to being delicious. The Maduro's a better cigar. I know it's not a head-to-head competition, but i got to say it like it is. I enjoy the sweetness aspect of the Maduro. I, too, put the Natural down. Uh, we'll go back to it in the after show. But it's funny, nine out of ten times when I grab one off the shelf, I grab the natural. But next to each other, the Maduro really shines. And the natural sells five times better than the Maduro. Isn't that odd? Yeah. But people don't do this back to back. How about you, Ed Sullivan? I will be smoking the Maduro in the future. I like Barry, I always grab the natural. Me too. Me too. I like the Maduro very much. It's, but the whole point of this is the, the Maduro is not strong on this particular brand. The only thing changes the wrapper. It brings the sweetness out, and I think it balances the cigar even better. And the cigar smokes for about 35 minutes. We really stretched it be, be, because we're going back and forth between yeah. the two, which was the point of the exercise was uh, small cigars for wintertime. Absolutely. Okay, the after show is next, um, and on the after show, we will go over um, everybody's first job and tell you who the winner is and all that stuff, and we're going to give away a VIP to the two guys anniversary, 35th anniversary. We will give away $35,000. So tune into that on Wednesday, and next week, Richard Hacker is the author of The Ultimate Cigar Book. Uh, it is the ultimate cigar book. It was mandatory reading back in the day. He's put a fourth edition out, so we'll talk to him about that and lots more. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, if you remember, if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.